0: have the power to prevent everyday challenges from becoming more concerning issues like mental illness. The responsibility to renew focus on your own mental well-being begins now. Let us set the energy of this episode together. You may wish to put your hand on your heart and close your eyes. Unless you're driving or operating some kind of machinery. Now take a deep breath in. And as you exhale, let your thoughts go. Let your worries go. Let any tension in your body go. And let your past go. And exhale out loud with a sigh. And when you are ready, slowly open your eyes. Hello, hello, everyone. Welcome back to To Be Honest. And a warm welcome to our first-time listeners. I believe it was sometime last year, or maybe it's earlier than that. I don't remember now, but I did an episode on self-abandonment, and it's a case study. And since then, I have been receiving questions on this topic frequently. So naturally, I have decided to dive deeper into this topic today. And I'm going to introduce you to the work of two of my teachers. One is Dr. Margaret Paul and the other is Dr. Erica Choppich. Dr. Paul is the creator of Inner Bonding, Six Steps to Healing self abandonment Similar to Dr. Paul's findings, and I agree with her, There are many, many kinds of relationship problems, and they are generally caused by one thing, and that is self-abandonment. I'm not sure if you still remember Jack and Jill's case and how they learned to abandon self. To be honest, there are a number of ways that we all have learned to abandon ourselves. Most likely, we grew up with parents who abandoned themselves in many different ways, and we learned from them. So my audience, first thing first, let me talk about in what ways do we abandon ourselves and why the ways that we abandon ourselves create the problems in relationships. So the first way that we abandon ourselves is we stay in our head instead of being present inside our body. That means that we are ignoring our feelings. We simply refuse to feel our uncomfortable feelings. And when we don't feel our feelings, what happens? We can't take responsibility for them. What happens when we ignore our feelings and stay in our heads and don't take responsibility for our feelings is we then make the other person responsible for our feelings. And it's when we make another person responsible for our feelings of safety and happiness and self-worth that we create a lot of problems in relationships well, let's face it, this is usually what happens when people get into relationship, is they get into a relationship because they want to be loved. They don't know how to love themselves and they think that if they can get love from somebody, then they are going to feel happy and worthy and safe. So they get into a relationship to get love rather than to share love. And unfortunately, this creates a lot of problems in relationships. This is vital, my audience, so please remember, only you are responsible for your feelings. The second way that we abandon ourselves is we judge ourselves, harshly, may I add. Now, if you can imagine being with a little child and judging that child, telling the child, That they are not good enough, not adequate, not worthy, and not lovable. So being helpless, that child naturally is going to feel really, really bad and then look to other people to make them feel good. And there you have it. Most of us have learned to judge ourselves a lot. And as soon as we do this, we are abandoning ourselves. And once again, when we abandon ourselves, which is the one cause of most relationship problems, then we look to somebody else to make us feel better from the awful feelings that we are feeling as a result of having abandoned ourselves. And so once we judge ourselves and once we ignore our feelings, we are sitting ducks for problems in relationships because we are going to get upset with our partner when our partner treats us badly and we are going to blame them for how we end up feeling rather than realizing that our bad feelings are being caused by ignoring our feelings and by judging ourselves. So, those are the two ways we abandon ourselves. Now, the third way that we abandon ourselves is we turn to addictions. Any kind of addiction. Many people turn to food drugs, alcohol, sex, relationships, or to activities, TV, gambling, hot yoga, work, gym, whatever your choice of drug is, we turn to these activities, may it be conscious or unconscious. It's all for the sheer objective to numb out the painful feelings that we are not taking responsibility for. I'm sure a lot of us have experienced it. Maybe some of you out there are experiencing it now. When we turn to addictions and we are not available in a relationship, it causes a lot of problems in relationships, particularly when one or both partners are turning to various kinds of addictions. Okay, the fourth way that we abandon ourselves is by what I have been talking about in my work in terms of making somebody else responsible for our feelings. Now, it's like if you had a child, and instead of taking care of that child, you try and find somebody else to take care of them. So if you're that child, how would you feel? Well, most likely, that child is going to end up feeling very abandoned, very unloved by you. And so, when we are ignoring our feelings and staying in our head, and not being in our body and turning to addictions and self-judgments, then we are very likely to turn to our partner and make that person responsible for us. And as I said before, it is doing exactly this that causes most relationship problems. So the moment we decide our partner is responsible for our unhappiness, with our low self-esteem, our feelings of not being adequate, then we are going to blame that person, clearly. And as soon as we blame that person, they are going to get defensive. Then obviously, we have got a lot of problems going on in the relationship. Yes, it's a vicious cycle. The major cause of relationship problems, let me recap for you, is self-abandonment. And the major ways we abandon ourselves is, number one, we ignore our feelings. Number two, we judge ourselves harshly. Number three, we turn to addictions. And fourth, we make the other person responsible for us handing away the little child within us to somebody else to look after. Remember, all of us have an inner child in us. So now, as I said at the beginning, most of us learned to do this, all right? We learned in our families all of these ways of abandoning ourselves. And without healing, we bring that into our adulthood and then into our relationships, and we do exactly what we have seen in our parents or other caregivers as well. Now, we are not blaming them because they learned it from their caregivers and their caregivers learned it from their caregivers, so, so on and so forth. So I want to make it clear that we are not blaming anybody here, except that it is a fact that we learned something unhealthy, and now it's our responsibility to unlearn it. So now, if you can think of a relationship If you have got two people who are each making the other person responsible for them, neither one taking responsibility for their own feelings, actually many of those feelings are caused by their own self-abandonment. You've got a problem, don't you? And this is really what's going on in most relationships, unfortunately. So the next logical question would be how can we unlearn what we have learned and to heal from the wounds we inflicted on ourselves from self-abandonment, not to mention past childhood wounds as well. Release the negativity like the self-judgment, fear and shame that have kept us small. Now answer the following questions honestly. Do you take care of others before you take care of yourself? Do you prioritize your family's needs before yours? Do you focus on receiving love from others more than loving yourself? And I don't mean the narcissistic way. What if you were able to bring your attention back to yourself lovingly? That means no more negative internal dialogues, no more negative thoughts about yourself, and no more judging yourself harshly. Now, the following three emotions we must face head-on. One is fear. Second is doubt. Self-doubt, that is. And third is confusion. So you can find the love or fulfillment that you have been seeking within you for so, so long. Now, wouldn't you want that? So how do we heal this then? To be honest, some of you are already doing it. You're listening to this podcast, aren't you? So, the knowledge, skills, and tools that you learned from this podcast, and as long as you apply those skills and tools, you are doing the work. Maybe some needs extra help to see a counselor or therapist. That's even better. However, not everyone has the resources. Therefore, to be honest, was born. So coming back to today's episode, I wish to share with you Dr. Margaret Paul's six steps to inner bonding. Remember I mentioned and did an episode on childhood attachment. If not, I highly recommend you to go back to the archive and have a listen to episode 98, Do You Know Your Attachment Style? Because psychology has shown that different levels of secure attachment are essential for a developing child. Now, without these healthy attachments, we may feel lost, rejected, or unworthy. Maybe all of our lives if we did nothing, meaning heal it. Dr. Paul believed that with or without trauma, virtually all of us reach adulthood with parts of us feeling disregarded, judged, or outright abandoned. And now when you learn to apply the six-step methodology of inner bonding, you will learn ways to dialogue with your feelings, pain, anxiety, self-hatred, and fear, as well as get to the core of self-abandonment and possibly shame. You'll begin to dissolve limiting beliefs, and take loving actions that reinforce positive shifts. And you will discover how to establish new brain pathways for truly loving yourself. So without further ado, uh, the six steps to inner bonding. Step one, willingness to feel pain and take responsibility for your feelings. Yes, my audience, there is no shortcut. There is no magic wand. You have to commit to feeling your pain and take responsibility for all your feelings, both comfortable and uncomfortable ones. Move into the present moment and focus within, tuning into your feelings, the physical sensations within the body. If you feel sadness, where is it that you are feeling it in your body? Is it in your chest or is it in your stomach? Notice what you are noticing. Choose to be mindful of and pay attention to all distressing feelings rather than protect against them with substance and process addictions. Make a conscious decision that you want, you want to take responsibility for your feelings. You must have that intention and be totally committed to it. That is step one. Have the willingness and to commit to feeling your pain and take responsibility for your feelings. All right, step two move into the intent to learn. Now, if you're one of those listeners, who has been listening to To Be Honest for a while, that shows that you are interested in learning and developing and continue to grow as a person. So you are doing the work and on the right path. Nevertheless, do invite the compassionate presence of spirit into your heart to help you learn what you may be doing or thinking that may be causing your pain or what may be happening externally that requires your attention. Remember the uh, result formula that I taught? Let me jot your memory. The result formula. Thoughts cause feelings, feelings cause actions or behaviors, and actions cause results. So by all means, use this formula to figure out what caused those painful feelings? Is it about the now or is it about your unhealed childhood wounds? In other words, what thoughts have you been thinking before you feel the pain? My dear audience, please take note. When you are in the intent to learn, you are a loving adult. But on the other hand, when you are in the intent To protect and avoid, you are operating from your shame-based ego-wounded self or child-adult. So in step two, you welcome and embrace all your feelings with compassion. Now, I'm a big fan of etymology. So let's take a look at the word compassion the Latin root for the word compassion is pati, P-A-T-I, which surprisingly means to suffer, yes. And the prefix com, C-O-M, so it's like a community, togetherness, and with compassion, originating from compati, literally means to suffer with. So the connection of suffering with another person brings Compassion beyond sympathy into the realm of empathy. So the word compassion itself derives from Latin and means to suffer together. Step two. It's to learn to stay with your uncomfortable feelings instead of numbing and or avoiding them. And stay with your uncomfortable and painful feelings with compassion for yourself. So my audience, our time is up. And meanwhile, please have a listen to episode 98, Do You Know Your Attachment Style?, and start practicing step one and two of inner bonding. And next week, we shall explore the remaining four steps of inner bonding. So thank you for listening. Until next week, stay safe, learn heaps, and find the courage to do the inner work. Bye for now. you can find this podcast to be honest on apple podcast spotify and my website www.drbarbaraqiao.com dr b a r b dot o.com